Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Coco coming straight from California, and it is very gloomy, and it is raining today, guys, so I'm in the house, and I'm enjoying my day until my babe has to go to work, but I'm back with my second podcast of my channel, and today's a more serious segment because it is Topic Tuesday, guys. If you haven't tuned in prior to this, then I'll enlighten you on how this is set up. So on Tuesdays, there will be Topic Tuesdays and Fridays is Freestyle Fridays where everything goes and there's no filter involved. Um, On my channel, I'll be giving LGBTQ companies and businesses chances to exploit their business for exposure to get listeners to support gay businesses. I will also be promoting events and resources for those in the Los Angeles, Inland Empire, San Diego, and Palm Springs area for those in need of information geared towards the LGBTQ community. So for starters, today, my friends, is Tuesday and... I'll be honest, this topic isn't an easy topic, but since the percentile for lesbians involved in domestic violence and stalking disputes is at a high of 67.4% and gay men a whopping 90.7%, like that is crazy. Um, I couldn't think of a better topic to speak to you guys about than domestic violence. Before we get any deep into the segment, though, I'll go ahead and do my events and resources before um, I get into the segment. So, um, apparently, uh, Palm Springs has something for the youth and for the adults, and it is the Pride Prom. So, um, I think that's pretty cool. They have, like, the Gay Pride Prom and um the event is still a miniature turn up because it it ends at 12 o'clock and it starts at eight but i believe that it might be something that some of my listeners might want to go to to kind of um speak with the youth and let some of the youth know about their um incidents or their successes so that they be encouraged and not discouraged because i'm pretty sure a lot of those youth have been ridiculed and penalized for being them and being gay. So um, it'll be held in Palm Springs at the Air Museum, and that's at 745 North Gene Autry Tri in Palm Springs, California. And there will be lots of fun music and dancing until the end, which is at 12 o'clock a.m. And the organizer for this event is Safe Schools of Desert Cities, and their website is safeschoolsdc.org and that's schools plural so safeschoolsdc.org and check out the website for more information I'm pretty sure that they have more information on that and if it interests you I would attend I would you know I would love to attend something like that um to get a hold of the youth and kind of see where they're um where they're at in life it's pretty cool Um, so if any of my listeners are experiencing any form of domestic violence, stalking or any kind of abuse or know somebody that is, please get help immediately. 
immediately. Contact your local law enforcement and take the proper steps to protecting yourself and others in need of help. If you do not wish to contact your local enforcement, um, which I truly feel is imperative that you do, but if you don't, there are domestic violence hotlines that you can use that are 100% free of charge and confidential. So the National Domestic Violence Hotline for LGBTQ Abuse operates 24-7 and they provide life-saving tools and support to enable victims to safety and relief. Um, the phone number there is 800-799-SAFE. Again, that's 800-799-7233. And for TTY, the number is 800 787 3224. Again, that's 800-787-3224. If this hotline isn't what you're looking for, please utilize Google and search for whatever is best fitting for your situation. Make an effort to end the vicious cycle and leave. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my, my best advice is to get out. Okay, y'all, since it's not Friday... There won't be any fun facts about myself today, but instead on Tuesday, I'm going to be doing something that I call Tell Me Something Good Tuesday. And that's where I'll be telling you guys a small to large or short or long term goal or even an accomplishment that I've done um, in my life or plan to do in the future or any kind of great experience that I've um, that I've come across from the past or present, so that you guys could kind of get a feel of what I have come from and what I am going to try and accomplish, or what I have accomplished already. So um, today, I would like to announce for Tell Me Something Good Tuesday that. Um, I recently just had an operation that was failed for uh, an ablation of the heart. So I went, they put me down, I was sedated and um, they went inside my groin and they traveled from my groin to my heart to try to ablate some... um, some pathways that were extra in my heart and causing me to pass out and have anxiety attacks and um just overall a pain in the ass and um apparently when I was under my heart rate was still really 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 erratic so they couldn't they couldn't operate so they closed me back up opened me back up in the chest and they implanted a um, loop recorder. So the loop recorder is basically something that records my heart rate or any kind of episodes of um, arrhythmia that I have. And they closed me back up and they basically tell me, okay, we can't do anything. My bad. Maybe next time. But as for right now, just take it easy. If you have any episodes, record it on your loop recorder so that we know on your next follow-up appointment what's really going on so we could pinpoint it. But um, I have not had 
anything so painful in my like chest area that was very 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 uncomfortable and it still is uncomfortable because it's implanted inside of me but I would like to share with you guys today that I am healed um I'm no longer sore I am back to work y'all whoop whoop so I'm back going to work and I'm back doing what I love most so that's moving around and um you know homely things I like to do things at home and move around and not have to depend on somebody to cook for me or bathe me or anything like that so I am running around I'm running around guys so I am thankful for that um I'm also excited that I am ready to push forward and continue my road to indefinite recovery by having a sound and stable mind and mental and feeding my body and mind and soul and spirit positive vibes only, you know? So my vitals are stable. I will be back um, doing my thing 100% in no time. Um, I was in the hospital for over a week and that was one of the worst experience I have ever 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 been through I mean the food was gross my ass was hurting my back was hurting my hair was a mess like oh my god it was bad but I'm home now and I've been home for like over a week and I've done so much to expedite my healing process so that I may get back to my regular daily living activities so that's my tell me something good for Tuesday Um, If you have something you'd like to share for your Tell Me Something Good Tuesday or Fun Fact Friday, don't be shy. Go ahead and leave me a message so I can include you in my next week's segment. Alrighty then, on to the serious matters of today's topic, domestic violence. (sighs) I know, take a breath, take a breath, take a breather. For those of you that don't, know that there are several types of domestic violence I am honey I'm here to tell you I am here to tell you there is five different types of domestic violence guys five five of them shameful right but um I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna list the ones that um that I have here um and that is Physical and um, emotional and financial and sexual and, oh, what's the other one? Oh, psychological. Um, Psychological and emotional kind of go hand in hand, so I won't get too much into psychological, but I am going to touch basis on the other's as well so um there is physical abuse which we all know involves violent actions from um, one or more individuals to a victim that can be harmful and sometimes even fatal like sometimes these people don't make it through the physical abuse of being in a domestic relationship um it's unfortunate um very unfortunate Nobody deserves to go through a domestic dispute with the person that supposedly loves them, the person that you lay down with every day, the person that you've given your, you know, your all to yourself, your, your 
everything. Somebody will come around and actually harm you. You you don't just expect that kind of stuff. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie Enough. But if you have ever been through a domestic violence relationship, um, I would advise that you go and watch that movie. It's called Enough and it has Jennifer Lopez in it and it is the bomb. It is everything, y'all. And I, I have personally been through some domestic violence in my life and I will fess up and say that, listen... In the event that there's an, a heated argument or a heated uh, a physical dispute, I'm not just going to sit there. Sorry, I'm fighting back. Look, we are tussling. We're going to be rolling around like two pigs in the mud. We're going to be doing something. Like, I'm not just going to sit there. So, um, along the years, I had developed an abusive pattern, an abusive... Um, I, I developed an abusive personality, um, and I'd hate to say it, but a lot of times because of the abuse that I went through, my natural reaction to a heated argument or somebody getting too close to me in the wrong way was to be the first to knock them down. Look, to and that's not their fault. That was an insecurity that was instilled inside of me from my previous relationships. So I had taken that seed and planted it into new relationships, which a lot of times ultimately ended in, uh, you know, a splitting because of the abuse on both sides in both parties. Um, but I am um, 100% trying my best in every waking day, not to be the abuser in my relationship. And so far, I've done all that I can and I don't have any issues with domestic violence in my current relationship. But because I had so much hate and so much pain and so much um, uh, fear instilled inside of me from previous relationships, it kind of followed me throughout my life, all of my adulthood Um and it's it's unfortunate that that happened that way, but it does happen that way. And it's very much real. And it's very, very, very dangerous. I mean, it's very dangerous. And I would advise anybody who has the tendencies to be an abuser, um, get help. Get psychological help. Um, go to counseling go to workshops, go to um, any kind of diffuser that you can find in your community or even outside of your community that will allow you to become healed from this illness because it's a sickness. It's an illness, guys, and it's, and it's bad. Um, Another type of abuse, which is something that I see a lot in our community and outside of our community, but a lot in our community, and that is the financial abuse, financial abuse. And that's when an individual manipulates the victim to give you most or all of their liquid assets, their assets, their businesses, or something that accrues money. Um, 
one thing we look for as a community is the urge to be wanted, the urge to be loved and accepted and understood and a sense of stability in a partnership. And that's normal. That's normal, guys. That's normal. But when you yearn for it to the point where you're willing to give up your life, your finances, your everything, um, there's an issue. Not saying all, but most crave those things, you know, because maybe they aren't loved or accepted by the people who they wish would care the most. And that's family most of the time, you know. Sometimes being a gay or lesbian, bi or trans or queer individual is a breach of religious or spiritual beliefs or beliefs, period, for some of the closest people to them. And they end up being shut out and left alone. So they search and find that supposed somebody that they had been looking for. Um, This manipulator is everything that the victim wished and prayed about. You know, they got a little money or general assets that they may benefit from. But the shady party, and that's when the financial abuse begins, the shady party begins to um, suck the other party dry. So... That shady party over there, the manipulator is the one who kind of brings a little bit to the table. You know, you might have kids that might be your babysitter. You know, you might have an ill ill family member that might be your caregiver. You know, you might just need somebody to cuddle with at night. It it ranges from so many different um, things that the manipulator can contribute to your life that makes everything worth it that um allows them to creep up into your life and and steal everything from underneath you everything that you've worked so hard for and I see that a lot and it's sad it really 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 is sad um oh man the start um the start of it is the desire for more, like the manipulator is wanting more and more and more and more, little by little by little. And requesting more of you will eventually turn into you running dry, period. I mean, some of them go as far as getting married and, you know, getting the assets that they that they wanted out of the relationship. And I see it firsthand all the time. I see people getting married before they have, um, you know, a house or before before they can get into a, a CD account. I see people getting married when they know that a person has bonds or has stocks. I've I've seen it. I've seen it all. Trust me, I have. And I think it's quite sickening. Get out there and get your own. Don't sit there and be mooching off of the next person because you can't get on your own two feet stand up and do your own stuff like why would you want to bring somebody else down especially if they have children if you are a manipulator and you're financially abusing somebody i advise that you get out there get you an education and make everything you know your own period you don't have to sit at home and pretend like you loving on somebody and giving them false hopes when in all actuality, you just want their money or you just want their business or you just want their house. 
Get out there and get your own. Stop being a moocher and ruining people's lives, the rest of the life that they have in them, because who knows what you've already sucked out of them. Um, <laughs> y'all, that, that was a little deep, huh? Hold up. Let me revert back to back to myself because I was a little angered right now. <laughs> Another type of abuse As crazy as it sounds, it's sexual abuse. In fact, this is one of the most common forms of domestic abuse. I know in the back of our natural minds, we're like, damn, like, it can't be that serious for you to force yourself on the person that you are in a whole relationship with. But apparently, if the withholding party isn't willingly giving up the goods, the outraged individual gets even more irate and it can go anywhere from unwanted touching to threats or forced sexual contact or um, forced and unwanted sexual intercourse, which is classified as rape, y'all. That That's classified as rape. I mean, I tried to put it in the nicest, nicest form, but that's rape. Um, I just can't believe that there are people out there that perform such heinous acts to a person they supposedly love. It's sickening as hell. I mean, it makes me just very angry and upset. Um, I don't even want to get into that because I, I, I really would strangle somebody if I found out that they were sexually abusing the person that they're in a relationship with. Like, you have a beautiful person that um, I'm pretty sure may have their flaws and all, but... For you to become so irate and so mad and so demanding that you physically rape them and you take their innocence and you take what they have left. Oh, no, I cannot. No, that that's out of line, period. Um, let's go on to the next the next form of domestic violence. Um, the next form of domestic violence is emotional abuse. And this one I'm going to include with um, psychological abuse because a lot of times it goes hand in hand. So we're going to do both emotional and psychological together because it's kind of um, the same. Now, I would think this would be a lot more common than sexual abuse, but apparently it's not. Um, I have seen couples get into heated arguments and bring each other down and call each other's um, names out of, you know, out of character. It's not okay. Nor is it a type of abuse that is taken very seriously because a lot of people just be like, oh, they're in a, they're in a relationship. They'll be fine tomorrow. No, no, that shit hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And words stick like glue and they follow you. And you're going to remember that because it is engraved in your memory. The horrible, harsh things that that person has said about you or to you. And you take that with you. And which means that this can be a psychological problem. Because now that you have this in the back of your head, you're going to carry this burden with you. And now you're mentally jacked up. Now you can't operate the same as your daily living activities. Now you're depressed. You know, now you're suicidal. Now you're just mentally torn. Um, so I take this seriously. A lot of people don't take it seriously, but I do. Um, I've had so many people in my life with very, very sharp tongues. 
I mean sharp tongues. They've said some things to me that make you want to just reach out and strangle. (laughs) And this is where this cycle of abuse never ends. This is where that cycle of abuse never ends. It's when there's this vicious cycle of all these different types of abuse being spewed in a relationship. Like, oh, it's terrible. But um, I've had somebody tell me some things that have emotionally scarred me and had me crying for days upon days, you know, while they live their life normally and unbothered. And the excuse was that I was overreacting. No, you idiot. No. No, I'm not overreacting. I'm not. You downplayed me as a person and you ridiculed me and my character. On top of that, you slander my ability to operate adequately, which may range from my parenting to my lifestyle to my living arrangements to anything, you know. Um, And you highlighted the worst attributes in my life and any issues that I've had. So at that particular time, you know, I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm not going to lie to you guys. When somebody comes for me, I might come for them in another way. And I'm human. I error. We're all human. We error, but it's up to us to take it upon ourselves to get help. Um, I can tell you guys about a time where I was building myself up to get out of a slump that I was in that was created by a bad breakup. In fact, I was living with my ex um, in a whole nother city, like 60 miles away from my hometown. So (laughs) that forced me to move and to move back to my mom's house, which was already crowded. She only has a two bedroom apartment and um, she had already, you know, my little my little family over there already. And then on top of that, me and my daughter were on our way with all of our stuff. Mm, It was terrible, but no problem. I figured I'd stack my money and move out. And my living arrangements were not comfortable. They were embarrassing and completely unfortunate, but I was grateful that my mother let me sleep on her couch for over six months. And to me, that's overstaying my welcome. You know, you you got to get out <laughs> as soon as possible. If you come in and live with me, goodbye, goodbye. What, you need three months? Okay, three months. That's 90-day probation. That means that you can get a job, stack up your chips, and get out. You know, so I stayed with my mom for over six months. And honey, when I say I maneuvered my way and shifted my little ass up out of that position, Lord knows that I shifted up out of that position. The only way that I could was with the help of God, period. There was no way that I was going to get out of that situation all by myself. And I mean, after being completely and utterly emotionally and verbally abused by somebody who told me that they loved me every waking moment, every day really just pissed me off and I don't care if it's one time or two times or three times nigga you did it one time so it's a problem excuse I I told you guys I don't have no filter right yeah I think I did I don't have no filter so if I'm cursing or if there's a derogatory slur or slang in my um segment don't take any offense to it I just that's just how I am and I'm not changing that for nobody, y'all. Um, I had to level up, y'all. 
I had to level up after crying for days and formulating and planning and telling myself I'm never going to allow anybody or somebody to have the satisfaction of spewing negative comments regarding my parenting, my living situation, my finances, my lifestyle, or anything that I'm doing. So I stayed at my mom's house regardless of what that person has said and my living arrangements and I stacked my chips without no help guys no help I didn't have no help from my parents I didn't have no help from the person I was in a relationship with um I put a down payment on on the townhouse that I currently live in um I paid the first month rent I connected all of my utilities in my name paid off some debt so that I can get the townhouse I paid Everything that, you know, was a necessity. I was going and I was bargain shopping, thrift shopping um, to get furniture and um, accessories and necessities and utensils and uh, microwaves and everything that I needed for my apartment. I pretty much, I pretty much did it all on, not pretty much, I did. I did it all on my own in the beginning. And um, be mindful, like, let's be mindful. I was in a relationship, but my girlfriend it was having her own family, you know, that she had to tend to. So she couldn't drop what she was doing immediately to come to my beck and call because, uh, you know, I was moving and trying to get everything together for myself and my daughter Um, you know, she wasn't shooting in the gym with me at that time for the championship. So I didn't include her in this move. You know, she had her own family agenda. So, um, at that time, my successes were my successes. I did that. Nobody else helped me do, do anything in the beginning, you know, but I was satisfied with that. I was satisfied with starting off with everything fresh, brand new, and me doing it by myself because I showed myself that I can do it. But not only did I show everybody in the event um, that I had got pushed in a corner and ridiculed, I came out more um, humble than anything. So it was a humbling experience, most definitely. Um, I showed myself what my strengths were. I showed myself that they were greater than my weaknesses. And not only were a lot of people in awe at the way that I moved around and how I got things done, but I was in awe. Like, yo, I downplayed myself. Um, But I stood tall, y'all. I stood tall and... I gave my greatest attempt and I will always tell myself that if you threw me in the jungle, I'm coming out 10 coats thicker. You feel me? I'm going to come out with more than what I came in with. Um, So those are the five forms of abuse, financial, physical, emotional. um, What's the other ones, y'all? Financial, physical, emotional. Um, sexual and psychological. Um, so those are the five types of abuse. I am going to tell you guys about a story, a story that, um, may touch you guys may not. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to sit back and think about some things in just a few seconds because this is some, uh, domestic 
violence dispute that um, involves myself, and it was definitely life-changing. Um, but I got through it. I got through it, and I'm a survivor. Um, I could have died, but I didn't. So let me start from the beginning. And I know this this may sound like something in a movie, but it really isn't. So I was in a relationship at the time. Um, it was a rekindled relationship and I thought that maybe it was going to be better than the last time because the abuse started early on and this person promised me that everything had changed. We're adults, you know, we're not babies no more. We don't have to go through all that fighting and fussing and all that. Right. So I take my chances. I move out of state from California, Southern California to Arizona, uh, long haul, the long haul. Um, I loved it out there. It was beautiful. It was calm. There was no noise. All you could hear was the cricket. So it was like the country living that I really wanted to have. Um, besides that, my relationship was pretty good until a certain point where, um, I wanted to get out and get my own money instead of leaning on the person I was in a relationship with. She had control over everything. She was a control freak. She had control over everything, all of all of everything. I had to ask her for money. You know, she worked and kept me at home, locked away, and I was cooking and cleaning and doing doing stuff I that's really not me. I'm very independent. I like to go out and do my own thing, make my own money, make my own moves and move around. And um this particular person was not fond of that. So I when she went to work was um was sneaking off to go and make some side money and I was dancing as a stripper. Um it's it wasn't degrading to me because I'm a very free person. I'm a free spirited person and I believe my body is beautiful and um, it wasn't a completely nude club, so I was comfortable with that. I didn't have to really show all of my everything, but a lot of people say it's a degrading situation. Look, I don't think it's degrading at all. I embrace my, my sexuality. I embrace all of that. So it that side cash was something that I was able to do without feeling like I was an outsider. Um, so... One day after I had been making my own money and not really asking her for much, she finally was just like, you know, where are you getting this money from? Like, where are you getting all this from? And I told her that my best friend was sending it to me from California. And she was like, you know, I don't want you getting money from anybody else. You know, you're supposed to ask me. That's that seems like I'm not doing my job. Okay, granted, that was that was a bad excuse. I should have really told her the truth. So then um, maybe a couple days later, I had came home and it was just for me doing a little bit of shopping um, at Walmart. Actually, it was where she worked at at the time. And I came in the house and she had my dancing shoes in her hand. And so I had to fess up. I had to tell her what was going on. And she was definitely not happy. We got into a very, very, very loud verbal um, situation and she tried to throw all of my stuff out of the top. Um, we lived upstairs out of the top floor onto the floor downstairs out of the window. And that was just so like disrespectful to me. I was like, you're not about to do that. So we ended up fighting. And as we are fighting, 
um, at one point, the box cutter that was connected to her pants got into her hands and onto my face. So, um, yeah, I had the worst laceration to my face that my surgeon had ever seen in his life, which was one centimeter away from a main artery and literally a skip away from my eye. So I could have, number one, died. And number two, I could have lost an eye. If, uh, if I had, you know, any chance to take anything back, I would take back the fact that I engaged in a abusive relationship, not once, but twice with the same person. Like how, how ridiculous, how ridiculous is that? So I ended up, um, going to the hospital. One hospital turned me down and told me straight up, I'm not servicing you. And this is in Arizona, you guys, this is in Arizona. So I had to go far away. It's almost like going maybe 40 miles. I had to go far away to a, um, downtown hospital in Phoenix, um, that would service me. I was so devastated guys. It was so bad. And I got 156 stitches, 156 stitches to my face. Um, I still lied for this person when the doctors asked me how it happened. I said I fell on a sprinkler. Like, who that was a dumb excuse, yo. A sprinkler? Oh, what an idiot. So I was still covering for her. I was still covering for her. I didn't tell law enforcement. I didn't do anything that I am telling you guys to do, and that's why I am telling you the proper way to do it now. Contact your local law enforcement. Get out of the situation and get out of that situation fast. Um, the the way that I got out of this situation, was, a lot of people aren't as fortunate as I am to get out the way that I did. So um, this happened on August 3rd of 2009. And um, that's my daughter's birthday, by the way. August 3rd of 2009. And, um, the person that I was with birthday, it was just a couple of days after that. So I formulated a plan and I said, Hey, you know, I know we're tired of being in Arizona. How about we go, we go and travel to California to have fun for your birthday. We can go to the beach and enjoy ourselves. And she goes, all right, we'll, we'll go out there. You know, I just don't want no problems with your family, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we don't even have to see them. And, um, she was okay with that. But in the event that we got to California guys, not even knowing, not even knowing that my family was going to be in Long Beach, the same exact place that we were at, at the time, um, we're walking and I see my daughter. I'm like, what the heck? What are you doing here? You're supposed to be with grandma. And I see my mom come out of the tent that they were in because it was like a jazz fest. And we had no idea. We were just walking the boardwalk. And my dad and my uncle and my aunts and my cousins, they were all there. And I'm like, oh, bruh, this is not going to be good. 
so then my uncles get to yelling and screaming and threatening and my my dad gets to yelling and screaming and threatening my cousins are crying I'm like oh man this is all bad and I'm just like go you know I'm gonna be right behind you so I had to calm my family down and I left my family where they stood and I told I promised my mom mama I'm coming home I'm coming home don't worry about it so I went back with my love interest at the time, my abuser, and we get back to the hotel room and I told her straight up, my family is on to everything. If you want to go to jail, you can go to jail, but I'm going back home and I'm staying and I'm staying with my mom and my dad. And that's how I got out of the situation because although that person was brave enough to harm me, she didn't want to go to jail for domestic violence. They was going to lock her up and throw her up underneath that jail, especially with the damage that was done. And it was just done a week prior to the situation. You know, that would have been, her life would have been gone. You know, I just was so naive and... I didn't understand the severity of it until I almost lost my life. But um, I ain't going to get no deeper, y'all. I'm not going to get any deeper. Um, I'm actually going to uh, wrap this up. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoyed my my podcast today. And I really do hope to see you guys or hear you guys or um, interact with you guys every week. Um, Tuesdays and Fridays, if I have anything in between, you know, I'll just broadcast it because I know sometimes I have some downtime, but Tuesdays and Fridays are my main days, guys. So tune in every Tuesday and Friday. I thought it was going to be eight o'clock again, guys, but, um, cut me some slack. This was kind of deep. So (laughs) it took me a little longer than usual. Um, but I'm going to conclude this and I'm going to give you guys some words of encouragement. Do not stand in a situation that is defeating you. If you feel defeated, if you feel like you have no more to give, get out of that situation. If your partner is abusing you in any way, shape, or form, physically, emotionally, financially, sexually, psychologically, get out. Get out and get help and get relief. There are places out there that will help you get relief from the situation. So, you know, use those things and uh, network with people and just get everything that you can to level up your life. Level up. That's my slogan, guys. Level up. Get on your feet. Get back to what you love to do. If you have been deprived of doing what you love, you, you need to say fuck it and get out there and do what you can, y'all. Because being in a situation like that will only drain you. It will stress you out. And the number one killer is stress. I mean, there's people out here that's 26 years old that's having strokes because they're stressed out about their family matters or their relationships or anything like that. We don't, we're not about to be doing all that, y'all. We strong warriors out here. And if we can't do this with each other, then we have to do it without the other, period. So my advice is to get out there, live strong, thrive, and 
you know, conquer everything that comes your way. Overcome obstacles and be smart. Use your brain. Have common sense. Call law enforcement if you are being abused in any way, shape, or form and get relief. And that is my segment for the day, guys. Today is Topic Tuesday, and we just spoke all about domestic violence. This is podcast number two in conclusion. Peace.